Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Fantasy NFL Today podcast. And welcome to episode 23. As always, I am your host, JP Sticko. I'm excited to get this episode 23 rock and roll. We're going to continue and piggyback right off of where we left off in episode 22, where I spoke about some guys and some key news that you needed to keep your eye on throughout training camp. I think training camp can give you some false narratives. And what I mean by that is something's coming out of training camp. They call it the hype train. Something's they're not, I wouldn't say they're not true, but they're not something that is going to lead its way into the regular season. Like, for example, last year, Jamar Chase, right? He couldn't catch the ball. He forgot how to catch the ball. You see what he did last year, right? So not everything you hear going on in training camp you can take seriously. With all that being said, as you can hear, I have a cold, I have a bad sinus infection, but I needed to get on this podcast because a lot of things are happening in training camp, and we need to keep up to date with everything that is happening, okay? So it may not be the longest episode, but it's a critical episode because every episode, I'm not going to spiral back around and talk about guys that I had already talked about in the past. I mean, I may touch on a few guys that I talked about in previous episodes for training camp purposes, but every episode is going to be talk, I'll be talking about somebody new. So in this episode, you're not going to hear anything about the guys I talked about last episode. So make sure you go back and listen to episode 22 if you have not already. If you're ready, I'm ready. Let's roll. So the hot new news out of Green Bay is not about Christian Watson. This hot new news out of training camp is Romeo Dobbs is going off for the Green Bay Packers in training camp. He's easily, and I quote, been the darling of the eight practices thus far for the Green Bay Packers training camp. He was a fourth-round selection out of Nevada, which is obviously a smaller school, but he's done a lot of good things in camp. He's six foot two, 200 pounds. But the way that he has been producing in camp, and what I mean by that, is he's catching a ton of balls in traffic. So he seems like he's a lot bigger than 6'2", 200, because he's catching balls in traffic, he's running by defenders, and he's extremely aware of the sidelines. So what I'm trying to say here is, is Romeo Dobbs looks good. Quote from Aaron Rodgers, every single day, there's been at least one kind of wow play from him, said Aaron Rodgers, and that's rare for a young guy like that. Now we've had guys over the years kind of do that, but they're all in the top 10, I think. So that's some really good words there from Aaron Rodgers uh, to Dobbs. Now, again, okay, don't go running to your redraft league and expect to draft Dobbs as your wide receiver three, two, or one. And think you're going to win. That's that. This is one of those caution tales coming out of training camp because Romeo Dobbs definitely has potential to be a very, very good wide receiver. Doesn't matter what college he came out of, Nevada. Okay. Fresno State produced one of the best Packers wide receivers of all time. He's now a, a Las Vegas Raider. Keep that in mind. Christian Watson has not been practicing. He's injured. So Romeo Dobbs has the opportunity, and currently, at this very moment, he is seizing that opportunity. 
And I think that's the most important thing coming out of this news right here is that Romeo Dobbs is seizing his opportunity to get a starting gig in Green Bay. Now, how would I approach this in terms of fantasy? Uh, I would I would love to take a shot if the news continues with Romeo Dobbs that he is continuing to shine in training camp. I would love to take a shot of him in, in redraft leagues and even, obviously, in dynasty leagues. There's no reason not to. However, don't reach. Okay, I still think Alan Lazard is going to be the Packers, for lack of a better word, wide receiver one. I think Rodgers is going to spread the ball out a ton this year. However, I do think they're also going to run a lot this year. Aaron Jones could be coming out of this whole thing as wide receiver one for Green Bay. But Romeo Dobbs is interesting to me. He's a guy to keep a name on. Uh, name keep keep his name in your head and 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 look through articles and literally go out and search to see how he continues to do in training camp. That's the point of these podcasts, my people, is to give you guys names that you need to keep your eyes on throughout training camp. Because a lot of times, guys like this, hype train starts and then it fades quick. So make sure that you're keeping your ears and your eyes open for Romeo Dobbs, Green Bay Packers. Folks, there is no such thing as a fantasy offseason. Only the pre-draft season. And here at Sports Ethos, the pre-draft season has already begun. Our expert analysis are churning out important lessons learned and draft analysis on incoming rookies so you can get a jump on your prep and will have incredible free agency and a summer league coverage as well. But only if you're part of our premium member team. Head to sportsethos.com now and click on the premium tab to grab a fantasy pass today. Seriously, just cook yourself one extra lunch Per month, because this deal is only $5.99. I'll see you there. The next guy on my list is not a rookie. He's a second year, second year wide receiver by the name of Elijah Moore, New York Jets. Elijah Moore has been tearing it up in training camp this year thus far. He's definitely the biggest story in training camp for the Jets, and he's extremely impressive. Now, of course, Brees Hall has taken some of the headlines. Brees Hall is a fourth on the depth chart for the New York Jets. That is something, guys, that you should take zero note of. Brees Hall will not open up the season as the New York Jets' fourth running back on the depth chart. That's all just a bunch of baloney, and that's all just the Jets had to release some type of depth chart. Let's motivate our young guy. Let's put him at four so he works his tail off. Going back to Elijah Moore. He has really earned, in my eyes thus far, if it continues a training camp, that wide receiver one spot for the New York Jets. Okay, yes, they have Garrett Wilson, and they drafted them very early out of Ohio State this year. However, Elijah Moore has a really good connection with his quarterback, Wilson. No matter who is throwing the ball in training camp, Elijah Moore is making a play. Flacco looks good in Jets training camp. I'm laughing because it's hilarious. The guy's like a mummy at this point, but he looks good. He seems to be outplaying Wilson. That's not going to last long. That's another little blah, 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 blah. Okay? But as long as the connection between Elijah Moore and his quarterback Wilson continues to grow, I like the fantasy outlook for Elijah Moore. And I didn't like that before training camp. See, this is one of those things, guys where you have your rankings and training camp happens and you really analyze it. You really go back and think about it. So Elijah Moore for me was more of a asterisk type guy. And let's see what happens. Let's see how he meshes and continues to grow at Wilson. But let's also see how the Jets use Garrett Wilson. 
And as of right now, Elijah Moore is that dude in New York. So I currently have him ranked like really low. I have him at ranked at 38, and that's obviously going to be changing. I think he's in line for a really big year this year, especially if you think the Jets are going to be better than they have been in the past. They're going to need Elijah Moore to solidify himself because think about that run game. Okay, think about that run game in New York. Teams are going to have to stack the box on New York. And what that means is if Elijah Moore can continue to perfect routes and get open on one-on-one coverages, look out. Elijah Moore could have a big year. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be a wide receiver one at all. I'm not doing that. Could be a very good sneaky wide receiver three slash if his year really picks up wide receiver two in PPR leagues. However, with Wilson being there, Garrett Wilson that is being there, and the running backs being there, I see him more as a wide receiver three, but a very solid wide receiver three. Caution tape on this one, because why? What did I say previously? We need to continue to monitor the situation in New York with Elijah Moore, just like we need to do throughout training camp for all of these players. But where it stands right now, I like Elijah Moore's uh, outlook this year in fantasy football. Our next guy is a wide receiver that I knew had potential obviously coming out of college being the first wide receiver taken off the board this year but I just didn't like the situation that he's in and it's still something that scares me in terms of his quarterback play the man I'm talking about is Drake London Drake London for the Atlanta Falcons has all the talent in the world he is showing out at training camp as well he's got his all pro cornerback AJ Terrell for the Atlanta Falcons talking up Drake London and I quote He's getting better each day, each week. Just me giving him a good look and competing, making sure he earns everything. He's been doing a good job earning the ball and running good routes to get open, and he's just making plays. As I mentioned earlier, London was the first wide receiver off the board in this year's NFL draft. He was picked eighth overall by the Atlanta Falcons coming out of USC. His season last year was cut short because of an injury. But he still managed 88 catches, 1,084 yards, and seven touchdowns in just eight games. This guy has talent. That's that's obvious. The quarterback scares me. However, with that being said, it's him and Kyle Pitts, and that's about it in Atlanta. Okay, you can make an argument for Patterson. I think last year was an outlier, but I got in trouble when I said that last year that I don't think he's going to continue this trend when he was on waivers, and he did. So. Take that with a grain of salt, but I just really like, I think, the target share that London's going to get this year. Teams are going to target Pitts. I mean, I I get it. The guy's a freak, but I, uh, uh, and in Dynasty, he's a tight end that you obviously want. But in redraft leagues, he's going like early third round. I'm talking about Kyle Pitts. If teams decide to taxi coverage him with a safety over the top, there's nothing that Kyle Pitts is going to be able to do to get open. Now. With that being said, do I think he finishes in the top five of tight ends? Yeah, probably. But I'm really worried about taking such a high draft pick in the third round for a guy that's going to see a ton of, ton and ton and ton of double teams and somebody that's not really used to seeing those double teams and with a shaky quarterback. So I would rather take a shot later on Drake London and hope that pans out over taking a third round pick and taking Kyle Pitts, if that makes sense. I really like him in dynasty leagues. I think this guy's got a really long and bright future ahead of him, especially if the Atlanta Falcons move away from, from Calvin Ridley. 
which seems to be, I mean, I just read something earlier that the Chicago Bears are looking to ship uh, Smith, who's disgruntled and, and doesn't want to play for Chicago anymore, for Calvin Ridley and a pick. So Calvin Ridley could be on his way to Chicago, which I think is a great spot for him and for Justin Fields, even though he's suspended, obviously. But when he comes back, and if his head's not screwed on right, I think it's a, I think it's a good spot for Calvin Ridley. I'm rooting for Calvin Ridley. Um, mental illness is nothing to mess with, um, and I think he'll get out stronger than he was before. But with that being said, Drake London, to me, is going to be Atlanta's wide receiver one this year. Obviously, Kyle Pitts may lead the team in targets. I just... I don't know. It's this is one of like those gut picks, right? Like Marcus Mariota could have those good games, and he's going to probably have some bad games in there too. It's just, I just like my gut is telling me Drake London could be a decent flex play this year, and he's not a good bad guy to have stashed on your bench. Okay, um, you may have to take him early. I mean, I had a draft yesterday, and I walked away from my computer. It's a cheap, cheap little league. It was like five bucks, and ESPN has Drake London ADP super high. I walked away from the computer and he was on my team. And I was like, what in the world? So that means he was the top of the board because they all drafted for me. And he was like my second, third, I'm sorry, third wide receiver. And that's a little bit high for me. I'd rather have him, if anything, starting wise on a flex. Uh, I'd rather have him on my bench. So if I solidify my wide receivers and my two running backs, I may take a shot at him at a flex or wait another round and pray that he comes back around. But Again, he's a guy to keep on monitoring and training camp. He's a rookie. He's only going to get better from here, you would hope. So keep your eyes on Drake London, Atlanta Falcons. All right. So the next guy is kind of a, <clears throat> a hard one for me to read because he's been in the doghouse for so long. And that guy's the news is coming out of San Fran. This guy is Brendan Ayuk. He's obviously, guys, he's obviously talented, but it's just been an absolute up-and-down type of career thus far for the 49ers wide receiver in his first two seasons. He started off extremely slow in his rookie season, but he then emerged in the second half as wide receiver six in half-point PPR leagues. He averaged 15 points a game from week seven on. So that that shot him off up the draft boards for last year's fantasy leagues. You know, people had him ranked um, at the end of, the ADP season, they had him as the wide receiver 22. Side note, Debo Samuels was wide receiver 36. Kyle Shanahan had him in the doghouse for the first half of the season last year. Did you know he averaged under five points per game last year in the first half? But then, somehow, some way, he exploded again in the second half for San Francisco. And he ended up as wide receiver 14 from week eight on in half-point PPRs. So how are we going to judge this this year in terms of Brendan Ayuk and how he's doing? Well, if news continues to grow, he's got a new quarterback, right? And that needs to be taken into account. Jimmy Garoppolo is not the quarterback there anymore. It's Trey Lance. and Every quarterback has their favorite guy to go to. Every quarterback has the target in which they would favor going to under pressure. Could Brandon Ayuk be that guy this year for San Francisco? He's currently at wide receiver 34 on his ADPs. He has a lot of skilled players to compete with, obviously, with Debo Samuels and George Kittle for, for receptions. But I really think that Brandon Ayuk could emerge as San Francisco's number one wide receiver this year. 
He took the entire offseason and trained with Trey Lance in California. So that builds that chemistry in which I just talked about. That's what you're looking for in a new quarterback at his wide receiver room. And when you think of Jimmy Garoppolo, right, do you guys think about like a home run hitter, like a deep thrower, like, you know, trying to take the big play? No, not at all. But Trey Lance is that type of player. He's not going to be afraid to take a huge chunk play and take a chance down the field. And that's where you're going to be targeting. Um, that's where you're going to be targeting Ayuk. Debo Samuels is that gadget type player, slants, curls over, you know, uh, breaking, you know, breaking down the linebackers on the second level. He's out of the backfield. He's dump passes, that type of player, screen passes. Ayuk is that bigger play type of guy. So I could see Brandon Ayuk being a very sneaky pick this year. Obviously not sneaky because if this news continues to trend, he's certainly going to shoot shoot up even further um, on the uh, wide receiver ADPs. But if this this praise and this this Brandon Ayuk is doing awesome, keeps coming out of San Francisco camp, I think he finishes as wide receiver one for the San Francisco 49ers. Now in terms of fantasy, I would rather not have to take – I hate taking chances on guys like this in a crowded room with Kittle and Debo. Uh, but at wide receiver 40, and if he goes there in my draft and he's still at 40, I'm going to take a chance on him for sure because his upside is tremendous. And if he starts off slow and he's not on my team, that's a guy that I'm going to look to trade around week four – trade for week four, week five because if his, if his NFL career tells us anything, he's just a slow starter. I know that's that's more of a baseball type of terminology terminology as a slow starter, but he obviously has shown that he picks up later on in the season. Now that could also be a, do do with a lot of things in terms of didn't really understand the playbook early on in the season, uh, was maybe banged up in training camp and didn't get enough practice with his quarterback. Quarterback didn't trust him yet. Then all of a sudden, halfway through the season, Bing Bang Boom, he's zigging passes to Brendan Ayuk. But again, Trey Lance likes a big play. Brendan Ayuk is San Francisco's big play player. Keep an eye on Brandon Ayuk moving forward in training camp and preseason. All right. I am going to end episode 23 right here. Okay. So today we really got a chance to talk about Brendan Ayuk. We like got a chance to talk about uh, Drake London, Romeo Dobbs. So I, I, I like all those guys, but again, and I'm sorry, and Elijah Moore. Those are guys that I like this year, but these are guys you need to continue to monitor, okay? Don't go into your redraft leagues, finishing listening to my podcast at episode 23 and expect that what I say in episode 23 is going to work out by the end of preseason and training camp, okay? Because it's very important. Preseason is very important in terms of what continues to happen in, in, at practice and what continues to form in terms of chemistry between especially the wide receivers and the quarterbacks. Now, next week's first show, I hope I can really um, get some news, some running back news out of training camp. I have already some things that I want to talk about for next week, but we'll wait till next week for that. As always, everybody, please have a safe and enjoyable weekend. For everybody starting school next week, like my school is, good luck. Keep your nose in the books. Keep your head out of trouble. Okay, make sure you try your best. And that's all your teachers are going to ask for you. Just try your best. All right, y'all. Peace, love, and fantasy football. See everybody next week.